into the microphone. We have our special guest tonight. All right. Wow. All right. Let's max out the levels first thing. Uh, who is our special guest? Oh, it's... Which one is this? Penny. Penny. Penny the dog. Sitting here on the sofa. Looking just pleased as punch to be here. Dad's got the recliner in full swing. It's a uh, chilly... Uh, miserable December night, and we've got a fire going in the Lickner household fireplace. And uh, yeah, welcome to Frank Reviews. I'm tentatively trying to tag this as a father-son exploration of pop culture. Uh, I think that'll be the elevator pitch. What do you think? Huh? It's a bunch of shite. Okay, good. All right, and we've earned the explicit tag rating. Uh, so yeah, we watched last night Shaun of the Dead from 2004, uh, written uh, and directed by Edgar Wright and also written by Simon Pegg. And I want to say this was your first time seeing it, right? Yes. And your first thoughts? Um, uh, who, who's who's going to think of, a? I guess, a cricket bat? Uh, obviously, it's typically English, but yeah. who the hell's who the hell's going to think of a cricket bat? You know, to go after zombies, <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, it I makes sense. Do think that is just stereotypically English of them? Yes. Um, you had a lot of questions about the movie as it was playing, like like how did the zombie uh, threat start? Because you've been on like a real zombie kick lately. Yeah. And uh, what 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 properties have you been watching besides like Evil Dead and um, yeah. Z Nation? Z Nation. I'm not familiar with that one. Okay, keep going. Um, it's like five five seasons, um, and I started with. You'll get there. Oh, the one I mentioned last night. Um, hold on. I want to say Vin Diesel, but that's a guy. That's yeah, um, that's a that's a guy. Van, Van Helsing. That's right. Van Helsing, the TV show, not TV the show movie. Okay. Right. Very different properties, and I am not familiar with the TV show. Okay. Uh, you've not tried The Walking Dead at all? Just no. Yet? I guess like I'm probably the only person in the world that's never seen it. I gave up after like season four. After I was no longer uh, through uh, relationships, obliged to watch it. Every week, I just gave up on it. That was like the okay. first thing I quit on okay. uh, after leaving that relationship. But I think I told you yesterday, like, watch the first season. Right. And then don't do anything else. Like, the first six episodes is like perfect television. Don't bother with the rest of it. It's just, it's miserable. I can hear through the headphones my friend Kyle, who has told me he has not listened to this show yet. Okay. I can hear him screaming at me in just like angry nerd uh, 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 spasms. How much of a friend can he be? He's a he's a great friend. Just don't mm. insult Peter Parker or the Star Wars prequels or any weird thing that George mm. Lucas decides to do with Star Wars. In I don't know. I think He'll, you should re- you should rethink that relationship. That's I, I I barely have friends as it is. Uh, please note that I'm doing a podcast with my dad. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Shaun of the Dead uh, came out in 2004. It's one of my favorites uh, in general, not just of the of the zombie genre. Like you, you had asked like how the whole zombie thing started, and they deliberately try and be vague with that in the movie. Like if you pay real close attention, you can hear on the televisions 
or on radios as people are passing by that there are like satellites falling from the sky over northern England or uh, or, or like there's a reference and that's a reference to like the first Night of the Living Dead where supposedly a satellite comes down there's a reference to oh my god what even is it there late in the movie there's a reference to the the idea that the zombie menace was created by uh, uh, rabid monkeys has been disproven because <laughs> that's a reference to the zombies in oh god 28 days later which are uh, notable for not being like the slow moving <gasps> uh-huh. zombies these are like super fast rage zombies and there's a whole lot of angry discourse on the internet as to what is the true type of zombie they, um, in Z Nation mm-hmm. for those of you folks who have seen it they have there was an after the zombie apocalypse then there was a nuclear apocalypse you have to see it what, what triggered that um, but the zombies that got exposed to the radioactivity became super fast Okay. Uh, they were uh, they were called what speeders or speeders or something like that, and they could all they would do would be run, and they were highly um, highly animated. Yeah, they, that that was another weird reference that they made in Shaun of the Dead that I actually really loved. In zombie movies and media in general, there's a habit of not calling them zombies. They never use the word zombie in any of the George Romero movies. They call them walkers or biters in The Walking Dead. Um, And in Shaun of the Dead, they keep making this joke. It's like, we're not using the Z word, which (laughs) I I absolutely love. And my favorite stupid little joke reference to those is um, Shaun's mom is named Barbara. Okay. And at one point, uh, Nick Frost's character says, we're coming to get you, Barbara. Which is a reference to the asshole boyfriend in the first few minutes of George A. Romero's original Night of the Living Dead. It's like, we're coming to get you, Barbara. So, yeah, it's just a whole character fashioned around one line, which I quite enjoy. Cool. Any standout moments for you in the show? Or the show? The movie? Whatever it is we're doing. It was good in that... It actually had a um, a plot to it, and and the romantic boy, like when you when you originally called it a, a romance movie, um, <laughs> I, it's, which it actually is. Yeah, it's a romance well, movie. To be fair, like even the, the the tagline on the DVD box is a romantic comedy with zombies, <laughs> which well, is yeah fundamentally what it was. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that did that line of logic did not work on getting mom to watch the movie with us. All right. Um, Sean um, was basically headed downhill, uh, quite a loser, and he lost his girlfriend. He, he lost um, everything, and then it started raining on him, and it was worse. <laughs> his, you, you even said a second before it started raining. It's like, what else is going to What else could happen to this guy? Yeah. And, it, and then it started raining. And uh, what was his friend's name, the big dopey guy? I I only know them anymore as Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Like, I can't remember the actual the, the characters' character. names okay. anymore. Ed. 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 He had the Gotwood t-shirt. W- yeah. What a feckin' loser. <laughs> I mean, like, if you could, like, boil down, concentrate, 
losing people into like one pellet of lo losingness, um, that would be him. Totally, completely. He was a, a good, good figure to, to, to work around. Yeah, one of the underlying things that I really love in Edgar Wright's movies in general is that the main character learns almost nothing throughout the course of the movie, and the end of the film has them leading almost beat for beat the same exact lifestyle that they did at the beginning of the movie, but with one really subtle little <laughs> difference. Okay. Like in Shaun of the Dead, like his apartment is at the end of the movie the house is very clean mm -hmm. and tidy it's his girlfriend instead of his fat friend right. sitting on the couch right they're still planning on doing nothing all day and then going to the pub nothing um, pub uh, home, and, he, and TV. he winds up playing video games with ed yeah. in the shed in the shed in the shed exactly uh, and we also had a peter serafinovich sighting uh from uh, our beloved canceled show, The Tick. Uh, that oh, right, you love. right, right, um, right. So yeah, the tick. You got right. to watch the tick get shot in the head. No. You didn't like that. Wait, the tick gets shot in the. The tick gets shot in the head. Yeah, um, he's there. He's their angry flatmate that gets that shouts a lot. Oh right, right. Yes. Okay, okay, there okay. we go. Okay. Uh, he's gonna pop up in a lot of movies. I feel okay. we cover. He just—he's one of those utility actors that just shows up and does something amazing for five minutes and then goes away. I know you've seen Hot Fuzz, but like at the beginning of the movie, he's like a totalitarian, uh, nearly fascist super cop, and at the end of the movie, he's still that, but he's got a friend. Okay. And in. Uh, <laughs> I, I doubt we'll ever cover Scott Pilgrim because it might be too much of a generational thing for you. But in Scott Pilgrim versus the world, he's still an kind of dopey video game playing loser, but he's got the girl that he spent the entire movie fighting for. Okay. So it's a nice little shift. Okay. But uh, I, I do love that weird underlying thing of Edgar Wright's movies. Um, it was cool to have Ed in the shed at the end because, like, zombies, if we right. can use that term. Zombies, like, I was going to say they'll live forever. They're dead forever. Right. And they're animated forever. So, like, he could just be in the shed forever. And, yeah, yeah, basically, until I mean, he... Uh, uh, Sean, Sean will grow uh, old and, and, and die, and, well, and Ed will still be in there. That raises a question. Like, in Shaun of the Dead, they do retain, I guess, some very basic vestiges of their personality. Uh could you embalm Ed, and would he last forever like that? Or would he just slowly rot away otherwise? Like, would embalming I, work with an animated corpse? I don't... It wouldn't kill him. I mean, it wouldn't <laughs> well, make him yeah. unanimated. It's Because yeah. he's already dead. Yeah, I, exactly. It, what if that's the cure? Embalming a zombie brings them back to life. Mm, well, I, yeah. I wouldn't think so. Well, I wouldn't think so. But, that's, but anyway, it'd be it's, cool to have a, a zombie it, in the shed. <laughs> Re bringing a zombie back to life has no yeah. basis in scientific yeah. fact. Ignoring the whole premise of zombies. But they had um, the zombie actors, um, um, all the extras as zombies were <laughs> you actually... You really love the twins. Like, yeah, the, the twins. Yeah. Vests. yeah, the twins. <laughs> um, but they were, really were good. I mean, they, they performed well. Sometimes you'll see zombies that, you know, oh, that person's just 
I don't know, collected or 35 bucks or something like that. Well, I can tell you, this is a fact that I don't need to look up at all. The extras that were portraying the zombies were paid one pound per day. Wow. Which is like, I want to say that's like a dollar fifty, two dollars a day. It's It's fundamentally a dollar, yeah. 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 yeah, Fucking a quarter or something like that. Yeah. But, you know, I would do, I would do it just to be in the movie. Yeah, movie, exactly. You know? so because it was it's got to be just, so much fun. Yeah, like they didn't need too many zombies most days. Like just those big shots outside of the Winchester was when they needed like 50 or 60 extras. So. Yeah, and sometimes you can double up, you know, and stuff, but... but um, well, they made they made good with, with the twins. The twins were <laughs> cool, yeah. They were cool. I guess I, I guess they got two pounds a day. I, I remember um, I saw it in the theater when it first came out, and because I guess Britain and America weren't on great speaking terms in 2004, it came out like limited release in America. Okay. So I saw it like with a half full theater and the shot of the zombie in a wheelchair and it (laughs) they're still slowly shuffling the wheelchair (laughs) that got the most like amazing (laughs) oh oh (laughs) noise out of the theater it was uh, it was fantastic well people you know zombies with disabilities i mean you have to represent them too exactly you know we've got zombies of color we've got various genders i would guess i don't know yeah you gotta throw in the uh, disabled zombie I mean, the first, like, final, uh, let's see if you can call it a final girl, but the, f- the first final survivor of a zombie movie was in Night of the Living Dead, and that was a black man, which was pretty progressive for that time period. Like, I guess you wouldn't think to have that in, in the 60s. But then he gets shot. Oh, yeah, he end. gets shot by people who are, like, yeah. just combing through the yeah. area looking just, for zombies. Just killing everything, yeah. Yeah, it's just, like, you know, indiscriminately yeah, that's, shooting. That's, a good, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. there's a black guy. Huh. Yes. Interesting. Any other standout moments for you? Any Got any favorite character? I, mean, I feel like Sean is the answer there, but... Um, Sean was cool. I think his girlfriend was cool. Well, his girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. Um, Liz Liz seemed to be the only realistic human character yeah. in the cast. Yeah. It was it was cool to see the the transition of Sean being loser, going totally downhill, and then as he takes charge of leading the or trying to save everybody, he actually becomes in charge and decision-making and competent and capable but it's still very much within like the loser realm that he is comfortable right. in like there's that big moment where he's been missing for a few hours right. and then his hand shoots out and grabs the packet of peanuts yeah. and it's played in the movie as this big like the hero is back in yeah, town exactly. and then it's just like oh nope he's still a dope and he just wants to eat peanuts and drink a warm pint yeah yeah <laughs> But it was it was neat, and then of course he wins the girlfriend back, and that's always that happy ending is always is a warm feeling, and that's always fun in a movie. It makes a movie, it's, especially when fifteen minutes before you were watching the asshole character literally get his insides his torn insides out, stripped out, and yeah. then you get this delightfully happy ending <laughs> with like yeah. a montage on TV of it, the zombies working in retail. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> yeah. entertainment, sports. Uh, work, yeah, working and yep. so forth. Yeah, yep. that was pretty cool. I I always love. Um, uh, it's, like I said, I'm not sure if we're gonna do Scott Pilgrim at all on this, uh, but like Edgar Wright's insanely meticulous editing. It's like 
Everything is referenced. Anything that's said or seen in the first half of the movie is seen and used. Like, it's a whole Chekhov's gun thing. It's just kind of, In fact, the bit in the pub after Liz dumps Sean, basically Ed is detailing to Sean. Yeah, we're going to go here for a quick bite. We're going to uh, uh, we're right. going right. to pop off to see the twins or whatever. Yep, hang on. We've now got mom live on mic. Yes, you will probably be edited out. <laughs> so we can say basically whatever we want now because I'm just going to delete okay. this entire section. Kathy, I told you he was going to go. I know, but I thought it was just watching movie. No, that was last night. Um, happy almost birthday. Oh, thanks. I'll leave that part in. Everything else will be cut. Okay, happy almost birthday. Thank you. Yeah, that's another one of uh, Edgar Wright's favorite things to do. Just in the span of about 30 seconds, tell you exactly what the rest of the movie is Mm -hmm. going to be. Uh, And you only catch it on like the third or fourth rewatch. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, In fact, like for... uh, the World's End, the third and final part of the Blood and Ice Cream trilogy, which this movie sets up, the opening ten minutes or so is literally the rest of the movie. Like, that's that tells you everything that's going to happen, right down to when people die. That's the one I saw. That's, yeah. I know that's you've the definitely seen The World's End. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is also great because in that movie, Simon Pegg plays the inept loser, and uh, Nick Frost plays, like, the well-to-do businessman sort of thing. Okay. In this movie, they're both kind of stoner losers. In yes. Hot Fuzz, Simon Pegg is the badass super cop, and Nick Frost is the, the loser, and then in the uh, uh, the third one, they just trade roles entirely. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. <laughs> it's almost like they planned this out for Inter- years in advance. Yeah, interesting. Interchangeable. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's more or less our time. I wasn't sure if you had a movie in mind to watch for next week, but I will tell you what arrived in the mail today. Uh, A beautiful Blu-ray built to look like a VHS tape of The Last Action Hero with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. Would you want to do that? That would be that would be good. Yeah, that's gonna pull us away from the zombie theme. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's a good classic. Yeah, that's a good that's a good one. I'm gonna have to do. I'm gonna have to do actual research for that one. Like okay. the last few movies we've done, like I've known everything basically off the top okay. of my head. But Last Action Hero is one of those weird cultural relics that I'm actually gonna have to read up on. Quite a surprise, Great. yeah. From the from Arnold, uh, from his typical stuff. Do you remember the line that used to used to say all the time? Yep. But I'm saving it. You're gonna save it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. Uh, all right. Well, uh, I have been Harrison Lickner. Uh, I don't. I realized we. I didn't introduce us. Welcome to the beginning of the show. I'm Harrison Lickner. This is my father, Frank Lickner. And this is your mom. And that's... And mom. And mom Lickner, uh, along with all of the dogs. Uh, I have not yet made a social media account for this show. I should probably get on that. But until then, I'm at HD Lichtner. That's H-D-L-I-C-H-T-N-E-R on Twitter. And uh, if you have any complaints, feel free to not at me because I don't care. Dad, anything else you want to say? No, fun movie. Uh, Definitely worth seeing. If you've seen it before, see it again. It's fun. It's really entertaining. 
and uh, actually has a storyline to it, which was pleasant and a happy ending. I should note that if my dad is telling you to see a movie again, that is high praise. That is very high praise. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, at my age, like, I've seen a lot of these movies, but I forget them. So it's, I, I, I can have, see them again. I have a vivid memory burned into my skull of me, you, and, like, four or five of my idiot uh, uh, middle school friends walking out of the Ritz Theater in Philadelphia oh, yeah. in 2001 okay. for the 25th anniversary of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Holy Grail. Yep. And you very specifically said this was the maybe second time you had seen that movie. Yes. Total. In 25 yes. years. And your exact quote was, well, I'm done with that movie for, for forever. You know, no need. I've seen it twice. Yeah, they, we're, we're done. That's good enough. All Actually, right. I probably would watch it again about now. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll do a Monty Python we'll throw uh, it in uh, section in here eventually. My personal favorite's Life of Brian. But that's, good one. Yeah. yeah that's, it's got a more coherent story, I feel mm. like. Yeah. And it's not just an assemblage of jokes. Yes. Whatever. Yes. It's kind of hard to beat Holy Grail. Thank you very much, Dad. Any Any final... Parting words? No, let's get let's 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 get rid of this. Let's we're done. We're done. Alright. Yeah. Bye everybody. Stop listening to this crap and go make something out of yourself. Go do something with your lives.